Hey, everybody. Welcome to Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. That's April D. Gregory. It's the Antelope Club. Yeah, it's, it's like this weird, private, cool club that you could be a member of. Weird. I mean, if you're cool enough. It's honestly, this is like throwback. It like is nothing old else. School. It is the right? greatest thing. I got, I got the wood paneling on the walls. I've got the wagon wheel chandelier. There is a an antelope's ass that stares at you. <laughs> as soon as you walk, when in. you walk in the door, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And they have a ridiculous bourbon selection. And we're going uh, uh, to get to Brad Klopfenstein, uh, the general manager here uh, at the Antelope Club, and and all of it in just like four seconds. Uh, but we always do start with bourbon. And we're going we're gonna to bring Brad in to, to discuss this because the bourbon today, it's an Indiana distillery. Now, more and more distilleries are happening all across the country. The, the craft beer explosion. By the way, I should say, eat, drink, smoke. We eat the fine food. We drink the fine bourbon. We smoke the fine cigars. And we talk a little bit. Uh, the, the, so Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory. There. Yeah, see, I, I, got, I got all carried away with the new place. Um, so it, the, the, the craft beer explosion. That's taking place all across the country. I mean, it's when you when you see breweries in, in Brooklyn and it's like hipster nonsense, but it only proves that it's all across the country. It's everywhere. It has really grown into the whole um, spirits world and the younger generations uh, fingers. At the, 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 you know, some people's like Bill O'Reilly says the folks. That's right. Right. So the younger generations, not to date myself in any way, shape or form, they're much more into craft spirits and they're willing to spend on it because what they want is the quality. They have no interest in anything that's second rate and there is a tremendous amount of really good distilleries in Indiana and one of them is, is West Fork uh, Whiskey where's, where's Brad? Where's Brad? Oh, Look at him. He's, Brad. he's gonna step into frame hey. as if it, it's just just the way it is. That's that's fantastic. Uh, general manager here uh, at, at the Antelope Club, which is it's not an exclusive club, right? It, this is anybody can join if they have money and they're not a not a schmuck. That's exactly it, yeah. right? That, and that, you that, be don't, approved. Don't, don't be a jerk. You do have to be approved, but yeah, it's one hundred fifty dollars a year. You don't have to have been shot at or anything. You just show up and enjoy yourself. Is that right? Well, you don't have to be shot at. I don't. I don't. Well, you don't have I'm to be a veteran. Sure. You don't, There's yeah. no oh. gang initiation. Right, exactly. It's so yeah. It's a cool place. <laughs> All right. So talk to me about what we got here. This is West Fork Whiskey. West Fork Whiskey. This is their bourbon. Hold on. I've always read that B Street Blues is Street the name. Blues, of it. and so this is one where our reigning Antelope Club Person of the Year, Ron Brymeyer and myself, went over to the distillery. We sampled several barrels they had. We took a couple barrels that we enjoyed. We're like, how's this going to taste if we put them together? And we made our own blend that we now have as our house bourbon. So bourbon has certain rules, right? So it has to be done in an American uh, charred first-use barrel. It has to be 51% corn, and no one does corn better than the great state of Indiana. It's just not uh, the, the, the way it goes. Now, they do a, a series of things over at West Fork Whiskey, and one of the things they do, they used to refer to it as Double Down, but they actually got a cease and desist o- over the name. Uh, double down. So now it's called Two Hour Delay. They do a corn whiskey that is sensational. It is almost to an extent butterscotch in terms of the flavor profile that, that it presents. B Street, they used to do something called the Colonel. So I'm assuming that that is close to the same kind of vein. So when we talk about some of the bourbons that we've done that are a little more on the sweet tip, this is, is West Fork has done. Those kinds of sweeter bourbons. So let's, are we, are we trying this thing? Are we, are we doing this thing? Are we going to make it happen uh, to our health here at the Antelope Club? And oh, look at you. See, we're, the three of us, Fingers, April, and I, we're doing it neat. Uh, but Brad's, it, he's it, already on ice, a, and I'm pretty sure he has in there some meth. So, <laughs> no, not meth. It's a little hot for my uh, taste. Now, listen, the nose, sometimes we talked about, for example, raisins, some of that sweet. That's there on this. 
on the, on the nose. Uh, fin- uh, April, you you had a sip and you didn't you didn't puke. I didn't puke. I didn't almost throw up. I this was good. I did the Kentucky Chew. Do you do a Kentucky Chew? No, that's the sweet. I'll, that's I'll t- a very smooth, good, smooth yeah. little whiskey. Smooth. Ninety proof, by the way. Now Flavor, we but not too- we did a little video yesterday from uh, Weber Grill on the yeah. Eat Drink Smoke fi- uh, Facebook page, and they had uh, an in- interesting process with the Old Forester where they uh, they had a well they were they were basically there. doing an infused uh, old fashioned yeah so it was Bing cherries and and and, uh, and and wood chips it was really kind of interesting it was interesting but the th- the thing that you brought up and and I totally agreed with you about that was there was like a, a medicinal odor to it this right here has a, a nice flavor it's sweet the the aroma doesn't knock you over there's no the, the, there's a a little bit there's of a, a sweet aroma but it doesn't vanilla, knock there's you a over. touch of caramel yeah. going on uh, with it very often when when we sample a lot of these these bourbons and and the rise what you'll see from april gregory is this almost like seizure-esque kind of moment <laughs> where where she's like ah. <laughs> You know, like like the dog that just got out of the pool and needs to just shake itself off. I, I'm I'm not calling you a duck. It's the it's the visual that helps people understand you like how the first sip freaks you out. This isn't that didn't happen. And that with did you. not happen at all. This, this was is, good. There, it was a little bit intense, which is a good thing. But it was not. My mouth is not burning. No, not all. None of us have done a chip. We're, we're yeah, all I was gonna, I was on gonna try a chip. I've done, done two chip. sips, and so I'm going to try the chip sips. Hold on a second. Well, what we were going after on this, a lot of times bourbon can be pretty hot, and we wanted something that was going to be fairly smooth and with mm-hmm. some caramel notes, and some of this was, we picked out a barrel last year from um, Knob Creek, and went down and did the whole Knob Creek experience. And, Good people, by the yeah, way. Oh, they Good are. People and Knob Creek. so we picked out something from West Fork that was very similar to the Knob Creek that we did last year. So well, we wanted something that was pretty drinkable, but let you know you're drinking bourbon. West Fork whiskey. Uh, this 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 is quite all right, man. This is a good choice. This is the B Street B Street Blues is what it, what it's called. This bourbon right here. And really quick, Brad, the Antelope Club for the people of Indianapolis who want to join. If you're not in Indianapolis, I don't know. You could still join. I, I mean, they'll take your money. They are not. These are not shy people. Uh, oh, t- tell me tell me about it. Founded when so. Founded by the mayor of Indianapolis, Alex Clark, back in 1953. Even to this date, the youngest mayor Indianapolis has ever seen. Him and his cronies kind of like to go out and drink, and they met at various other places around downtown, and it was a combination of they either didn't get good service or got kicked out. And finally, in the early 60s, they're like, we're going to start our own club or get our own building. So they bought this building in 63. We opened in 64. So we've been here almost 55 years now in this location. Um, and and you serviced it, it, it's anybody anybody who just wants to come you can have a drink you can smoke cigars in here which we're going to do in a few minutes uh, there there are no rules pants optional basically is what you're telling me we, we encourage pants but it's, it's not necessary to- told you fingers and you can told smoke you. cigarettes if that's your thing really yeah wow you how how do you even allow that how do you even it's get to that club. place private, private club, club. In, in Marion County there's that's, that's probably, the county we're in in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Indianapolis. Uh, there's probably a half dozen private clubs. Most of them are VFWs, legions, that sort of thing, where you can still smoke cigarettes. And, huh. But we have the same kind of license. So, yeah. So we can do cigarettes and cigars in here. Um, certainly, a, this club has a political background with the mayor of Indianapolis. Right now, I'd say, shoot, a quarter of the legislature's members here, even from around the state. Oh, then I'm not joining. <laughs> you know, usually, usually it's I would never belong to a club that would someone like, have, have someone like me as a member. But if you're willing to have members of the state legislature, it's, I wouldn't join a club that someone's like them as a it's member. It's a lower class, yeah. certainly. 
That's it right there. Brad, listen, Brad Klofenstein, this is uh, the Antelope Club, the Wyoming Antelope Club. I don't know why the Wyoming. Why, why well, the they Wyoming? used to take an annual hunting trip out to Wyoming. So that ah. was the background. So these guys would go out, hunt antelope. They'd bring the antelope back and then do a charity fundraiser for, um, for homeless kids. Ah. And so that was the whole basis of it. There hasn't been a hunting trip in 20 years or more, as far as I know. But So the antelopes that are on the wall and in... In the case, those are the OG antelopes from these hunting trips. <laughs> the OG Correct. antelope. The OG, look at that. Gangsterizing the antelopes, yes. I saw them open up for two live crew back in 1986 <laughs> is what I did. Listen, Brad, thank you. I uh, thank appreciate the hospitality. Good good to have you here. We'll Welcome. catch up with you. We're going to keep we're gonna keep bourboning up. There you go. He's right there. There he goes. Just Oh, he just stepped right out of frame like a professional. <laughs> Let's get into Kevin Hart. The Oscars, uh, they are going to be coming, and Kevin Hart was tapped to be the host of the Oscars. And then it turns out that a comic once said something not so nice about gay people. And then he was no longer the host of the Oscars. As the conversation goes, it's that Kevin Hart, he should have apologized. Well, I I read his stuff on Twitter. I thought he apologized. No, no, no. He has to apologize for what he said. Well, Kevin Hart doesn't seem to be interested in doing that. Kevin Hart would rather just say, you know what? I'm done here. This isn't going to happen. Uh, goodbye. And people are uh, coming up with these, these old tweets and, and things that he said, and basically about his own son, that if my son came home and was playing with a dollhouse, I, I, w- I would uh, hit him over the head with it and say, that's gay. Right? That's ba- it's basically what he said and a couple other uh, tweets a- along, along that line. And it's weird that people are saying that he was wrong for not apologizing. And my question is, he said it. He said he doesn't think that way anymore. What's left to apologize about? Isn't this just about exacting, you know, like the, the pound of flesh? I'm glad he didn't apologize. I don't even think that's the whole damn story. I, that's not the story at all. Right. I think what the Oscars wants from, wanted from him was to go on and do a huge monologue about how I've evolved and it was wrong for me and like go into this whole inclusive LGBTQ LMNOP rant or whatever on stage. LMNOP? Did you just really do Send your emails to oh April. You'll never host the Oscars. Nah, that's Congratulations. Okay. That's, that's gone forever. All I wanted was The Tonight Show. I didn't really want the Oscars. Uh, who doesn't want The Tonight Show? Oh, good Lord. What? But if The Tonight Show isn't even what it, what it used to be. None of that is. No. I mean, everybody and their mother has a comedy special now on Netflix. You don't go on Carson and get discovered. You, you, you have a couple of good YouTube videos. You end up on, on Netflix. I'm like, sure, here you go. Which, by the way, I still don't have a Netflix show. It's all I'm looking for. Live from the Antelope Club. It's Tony Katz. It's all I'm looking uh, to, to do. Come on, Netflix. Let's get this going. You know what? Netflix Co- is paying friends $100 million a year. Is that unbelievable? And they're not paying you a for, darn to dime. For Friends. The sh- you remember the show Friends? Basically, finger, you're our Chandler. Uh, they, they are. They That's the are, meanest thing anything. Can I be Rachel, please? You, 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 I love you. You, you would so be our Janice. Janice! Listen, they're willing to pay. Uh, they're paying $100 million. And they beat out iTunes to do it. Apple bid to be oh, able to carry that. friends. That's how popular and crazed that show is. You can, watch, you can watch shows on iTunes? Yeah, sure. They got. They've, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Where have you been? What? The world of tomorrow today. What? what are you still stuck at the 1964 <laughs> World's Fair? What I is this? No, I I use my iTunes. I don't use my iTunes. I but thought it was just if music. We get, if we get the sponsorship, like we can do the show and then just and then like get distribution through Netflix. We're like, hey, we have the show, and they'd be like, okay, why don't we just do that? 
Why? Okay. Why haven't you done that, April? God, I work on it Monday. <laughs> wow, Monday. Wow, Saturday. Then, yeah. Why well, not? Why not uh, a half hour after we're done here? Check out the life of leisure on April D. Gregory. Holy cow! Uh, so, so you think that the Oscars wanted to make a culpa? They wanted to make a thing out of his. They wanted to bring it up and make a thing out of it, and have him I, have to rehash it all out. I, I don't think that's it at all. Really? I think the Oscars has got a bigger problem that nobody wants to host this clown show. Now they have that problem. No, they had it before. Why do you think they went to Kevin Hart? Because he's funny. Nobody, first of all, questionable. Secondly, nobody wants to host any of these shows where everything you say is under the microscope and the only thing you can do is look worse, not better. And and part of the problem is... Kevin Hart's not an entertainer. I'm not mad at the dude. Make as much money as you can, Kevin. He's a comic, and he's got an audience, and he's got a core, and he's going to... He he was right, by the way, to pull out of this. Well, sure. He was right, by the way, to say, yeah. I'm not apologizing. Forget this. He's going to go back on tour, and he's going to say, you will not believe how this Oscars thing went down. He's going to turn it into a 20-minute thing about how they want him to apologize, and that's where he's going to be able to get really one-on-one with his audience, mm-hmm. his core. They're going to be like, you know what? That's a good man. I'm going to buy three more T-shirts. I'm going to buy six more of this. I'm going to go to his movie again. He's going to do seven more movies, by the way, and he's gonna he's gonna make another hundred million dollars, and that's his business. And he's not in the business of, of social uh, justicing nonsense uh, crap. He was right to leave. It's the people who think he should have been like, oh, you should have fought it, you should have stood strong." They're out of their damn mind. And a lot of those people were on the on the political right as well. They're out of their minds. What's what are you standing up to here? This is Hollywood. These people are so full of crap. It's ridiculous. But when does this end? Is there a statute of limitations for this kind of stuff? I mean, you look back to some of the old comedy specials like Eddie Murphy's Delirious and the stuff that he said. Uh, you know, it was there was a lot of making fun of gay people and 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 saying uh, you know using derogatory terms towards gays. Does that mean that from now on, if if you want to host the Oscars, people are going to go back five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and not just your it, tweets, hold on, I but your material as well? You go, April. So yes, possibly. Sarah Silverman had a tweet that was dug up yesterday from 2010 in yeah. which she called someone an F-A-G-G-O-T. You came and say that on a podcast? I'm not You're going to. You're quoting somebody else. I'm not going to do You're it. You're quoting somebody I'm not else. Doing it. I, I, by the way, just for the record, so, I think it's okay. Uh, that if you're quoting somebody else, I, th- I think everything's fine. In the state of New York, they actually want to pass a law if, that if you want to purchase a firearm, they have the right to go through your social media history to see if you said anything offensive or, or, or anything like that. They, so your so social, there is no line to answer your question. Social media will be used against you. It will be used to destroy you. That's only where we are right now. What's coming next is your search history. All of the porn you have looked up, Fingers Malloy, all of that weird stuff out of Japan. Uh, honestly, everything, everything that, that April D. Gregory has looked up involving the, the search term gimp box, all of it. What does that all, even mean? Yes. <laughs> now I have to look it up, and, and I'm never going to get a gun again. And yeah. fiend. Don't, uh, right? That's don't Google all ball gag. That's, just, uh, just saying. Well, I'm screwed then, you know? Because, uh, you know, because I, I like to get them flavored. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that it's totally going to be used against you. Everything you ever looked up, everything you ever searched is totally going to be used against you. And I don't know if you're using DuckDuckGo or, or Tor Browser, which, you know, when I'm looking at the, at the weirdo oh, stuff. Oh, wait, so that's, that's like a hidden browser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, DuckDuckGo doesn't, doesn't track you. What I Tor need to know is, is if is, there's you know, onion. a hidden, like, text messaging no, 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 Service. you're screwed there too. Everything. God. Everything's getting used against you. And here's how it's going to happen. It's going to get selectively leaked. 
The mm. problem with people's trust and lack of trust now in Google and Facebook, and Google and Facebook aren't good, kind, decent companies. No. They're terrible. They're horrible. By the way, follow us on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Yes. They're terrible. <laughs> They're awful people. The things that have come out about how they've manipulated data, how they've used data as a way of getting more people to, to spend with them and, and to work with them, how Google, uh, those people didn't like how the 2016 election went down. So like they worked on hiding search terms from people. They're disgusting, despicable Awful people. They're the wor- They're not involved. They, they don't care about freedom. They don't care about decency. They don't care about uh, freedom of speech. These are are Stalinists. When you when it comes down to their level of authoritarianism, it's disgusting. They're the worst worst people in the world. The worst. And and most importantly, they don't rank our stuff high enough. So 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 when they decide right that that you April Gregory getting a little too uppity. They're going to they're gonna release your search history. Mine's going to come out. Mine's going to come out, and I'm already prepared for that. That's why I use Alta Vista. Yeah, I, I don't... I, don't, I, don't think I use AOL. Um, no, it's, like you're saying, it's almost weekly now that something else comes out about Facebook or Google, about how awful and awful. fascist they it's are. It's just ugly as sin. So going back to Kevin Hart, I'm glad he didn't apologize. I don't know what he's going to apologize for. He, te- he made a joke. And he sort it, of it, already did. It, I thought he did, too. Yeah, he was I like, didn't... you know, I've evolved. Like, whatever. You know, a the, the question ago. that I would ask him, and I'd be curious to ask him, is like, so when you go on the road with this, how are you, you going what, to, what's the line that's going to get you going on this, on this story? Because you know what? Um, I used to watch, go to comedy shows all the time. I dated a comic back in the day, blah, 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 Whoa. blah. So I've been at Whoa. all these shows. Chucky Green? Burt Kreischer, not to name names, but Burt Kreischer used my razor one time, and he's like the funniest guy ever. Who? You dated Burt Kreischer? No, I didn't date Burt Kreischer. He That's used, not who he used your razor? He used my razor. He's the, story, he's the guy who tells the story about the Russians. He's a very happily married man. Right? But Where did he use your razor? At a... On his face. That, see, you understood. <laughs> Fingers where I was going. April's like, what was the location? No, no, no. <laughs> I was uh, going to the club. Um, I, 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 I don't mean the domicile to which it was used. I mean... I mean, the where. So here's the thing about comedians. What I was going to say was um, they are allowed to joke about anything, apparently, except for LGBT. Uh, No, 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 no. They they joke about black people, white people. Not allowed, not allowed. Wait, That's white not true allowed. at all. They they make allowed. fun of black people too. Not allowed. No, they do. Not allowed. They do. Oh my, you are so going to hell. I am not wrong oh, though. Are, I'm not wrong. The, I'm not the comedian, uh, so I don't do it. Room one hundred and one. I'm a comedian, but I'm not. You keep talking like this. You're not even going to be able to host the Cable Ace Awards. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Or the there is a double standard that exists for comedians. Clearly, they now There's know a double standard there that is exists a line. for all of us, and the double standard really depends on who your friends are. Well, we that, can't. No, There's... who's what is this we stuff? I could say anything I damn well please, anywhere I damn well please, to anybody I damn well please to say it to. I am totally unworried. But there will be blowback, Come whereas comedians get, get away with mo- Kevin Hart's comedian, right? So less and they less don't have because the problem is is that the, the the comedian is far more interested in being political, and when they do something that is disgusting, they say, "Well, I'm just a comic. I have just described the career of the last ten years of Bill Maher." Right, so so that's the problem. You're, that's you what say I'm something, they you have to with deal it. with the ramifications of it. That is that goes for 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 all of us. You can say things. You'll have to deal with the ramifications of it. The question is whether or not the ramifications are about the pound of flesh. 
America has become this place that if you've said anything wrong, you have to be Cersei walking through King's Landing. People yelling shame, throwing fruit at you while you're naked, strutting your way uh, back to the castle. That's what they want. And what they wanted from Kevin Hart was to be able to have that moment. They wanted him just to lay and, 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 and take the take the hits and take the beat down until they, the crowd of people with stones trying to kill people, thought that they, they had, had gotten their, their moment. This is the ugly of American culture. Right. This is the worst part. Damn straight, Kevin Hart said, it, he, he, whatever apology he thought was necessary, he gave, and that's the end of the damn conversation. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing left. And I'm glad he didn't apologize. And he was right to walk away uh, fr- from the whole thing. He doesn't have to stick around for it. You think he's wrong? No, no I completely agree screw with you. The Oscars, the, and nobody wants the Oscars. Nobody wants to host nobody this. Nobody watches. Now, if they come, if they come asking, I'm, 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 I'm hosting the Oscars. Oh, I'm hosting, I'm hosting the Oscars. Well, it, and at this point, it might get down to you. They're at crunch time now. It might wow. get down to you. Down to me, fingers. <laughs> my first twelve jokes, all about Meryl Streep. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing because if you take a look at Michelle Wolf who was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner and um, really was, was insulting to Sarah Huckabee Sanders and then, of course, got a Netflix show that went nowhere. The one thing I can say about Michelle Wolf is she said, you know what? This is my moment. I'm going to kick that woman's ass and then I'm going to see what happens. I'm just going to lay it on the line and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. At least she did that. And you know what America said? Pfft, we're not interested. That's what they said. And, and, that's, and that's fine, right? That's a market market response uh but you don't see anybody saying that she shouldn't have a career or, or she should have apologized no one on the on the political left no one of the media apparatchiks said she should apologize her reward was a netflix show right that's it right there so i'm 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 just of the opinion that that kevin hart said what he said all right moving on it's not he was right to walk away it's not gonna hurt his career and nobody wants to host the oscars because What's the, you can only destroy yourself. I'm just glad they're not looking at people like Kimmel because he's not funny. Well, there's only one real person who should be hosting the Oscars in my mind. That's Pauly Shore. <laughs> total silence. Don't Did, know you to go with that. Did you Don't feel know where it? Did you feel it? Don't know where to go there. Total silence. So much more to get to. We've got in the eat, man. Bring on the antelope here at the Antelope Club uh, in Indianapolis. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy, eat, drink, smoke. Uh, we eat the fine food. We drink the fine bourbon. We smoke the fine cigars. I said that already. But we're eating the fine food because we're at the Antelope Club, which is in downtown Indianapolis. What's the website for the Antelope Club? Is it antelopeclub.net? Antelopeclub.net or theantelopeclub.com. Oh, is it really antelopeclub.net? I got that right. Oh, hey, look at me, theantelopeclub.com. And we're actually eating antelope. So we're, we're drinking uh, the uh, B Street Blues bourbon. From West Fork Whiskey, which is wonderful. It is an incredibly smooth. It's got a caramely raisin kind of nose. Um, there is no strong bite on the finish. Uh, absolutely lovely. West Fork, West Fork Whiskey is here in Indianapolis. And it's the Antelope Club. And April, these are antelope sliders. Like, like it's antelope. It's, it's legit antelope. antelope. Now, Who eats antelope? This is amazing. So I'm, I'm throwing the full condiment thing on here with the lettuce and the cheese and the onion and tomato. Uh, based on what my research, because I'm not an expert on, on antelope. Um, antelope is a, is a little bit nutty. When you deal with those things, deer, rabbit, things that you, could, you if it's not prepared right, you're very gamey. It's not right. not it, an attractive thing. Is it's it's very lean. So right. 
So that that's one thing. In fact, it's a we have a hard time getting it to patty up to become burgers, just because there's not a lot of fat in there. I'm a big fan of bison. Like I, I, I like bison uh, tremendously. So all right, so we're digging in. All right, that's good. Now I can't tell you. Sorry, I don't mean to chew on you. That it's it, it's different. It's different than ground beef. I would say it doesn't have the the salt of ground beef, right? But in terms of flavor, what mixed with everything else, this, this is absolutely lovely. And there's this, this table is just filled with sliders. It's unbelievable. April D. Gregory is double fisting as, as we speak and, and eating sliders. That's Thank a, you. That's, that's where Thank class. you. Fingers, Malloy. Um, the farm-to-table movement is very much about the idea that you've got to take care of you. And when we talk about the trade war, because there's a, 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 a unique thing going on with Donald Trump right now that, I mean, we usually don't get this political on the show, but it's so, it, you can't avoid it. It's the, it's the nine billion pound gorilla in the room. Um, it's about what we need to do. I think what America needs to do in order to kind of kind of deal with the situation. Uh, you've got this whole Russia Trump collusion conversation, right? And you have this trade war world. And in the trade war world, um, people got to start getting used to the idea that no, it's it, no matter what's happening, we have to give up the idea that we need the cheapest thing in the world that's made in China. We need the thing that's made in America. And if we need to spend you know a dollar more on our T-shirts, well, that's the way it goes. And, and people can't say, no, I want the cheapest. No, no, no. You, you don't. You got to make decisions that are, that are sound uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a larger sense. If you're going to spend more on a T-shirt, take, you need to take better care of your T-shirts. I get it. Everyone's on a, on a tight budget, things like this. Cheapest is killing us. It's destroying us. And getting flooded with that is, is a problem. But, but the, the, the other thing I wanted to get to, and I'm talking about Trump and, and, and Russia and collusion is that it's clear that the special counsel, Robert Mueller, is, is wrapping up. Things are wrapping up. We're going to see more. And there have been some sentencing memos that have gone out over the past week. And, and one of them was about Michael Flynn, uh, the, uh, the general, the, the former national security advisor. And listen, I'm not, I'm not, a, Flynn fan. I'm not a Flynn acolyte of, of, of any kind. But the sentencing memo basically said zero to six months, if that. So the, the, uh, the whole conversation about Flynn being a juggernaut in Trump-Russia collusion. No, 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 not at all. As a matter of fact, we're, I don't know, 18 months into this? We're 18 months into this investigation? I mean, maybe more by now? It just seems to have gone on for, for, forever. Um, there is zero, it doesn't matter what your politics are, there is zero that connects Donald Trump to collusion with the Russians on changing the election, right? That doesn't mean that you like Trump, doesn't mean that Trump might not have some shady dealings going on, but there's zero in that connection part. The shady dealings are Michael Cohen. Because this lawyer, and shame on President Trump, how dare you say you trust him? How dare you say he's going to be loyal? If you didn't know Michael Cohen was going to flip, you never once built anything in New York. I don't believe it for a second. I believe Trump is a clone. If he ever believed that somehow Michael Cohen wasn't going to flip. Michael Cohen so clearly, and the sentencing memo says this, was doing things to to grease his own pockets to the tune of $4 million. He was selling access. He was basically saying, well, listen, you, you know I'm Trump's uh, personal lawyer, so if, if you want this deal to go down, you know, yeah. hey, listen, now, why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you buy this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you send a check here? Why don't you, listen, it's going to take a couple of bucks. A couple of bucks, I'll make sure it happens. I'll make sure you get an introduction. I'll do this. That's exactly what he was doing. 24-7-365. That he might have been involved in giving some money to Stormy Daniels or whatever for a, for a payoff? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Billionaire pays off uh, stripper to, to stay quiet. Film at 11. It's been going on for a million years. Dear Lord, how much money did the Kennedy spend? I, I, I'm, I just don't think it's a, it's a big subject, at least for me. 
but Cohen is, is the scum of the earth, and we knew it then. The only guy who didn't know it is Donald Trump. And that's where I think things are going to get ugly for him. Seems kind of swampy. <laughs> Dude, don't even. Just saying. It seems not, ca- I'm eating as I talk. You're not wrong, to man. To your point, I f- that's kind of what I was thinking, too, was Trump isn't the first president to have the smarmy guy on the side doing his dealings for him. There's, there's plenty of people that have had that. Um, and try, I'm sure there's been others trying to... This is just the first time we're hearing about it because it's Trump. Well, it, yeah. look, it's wrong. And and, sure. and somebody needs to point that out. But I, I and I'm not doing a what aboutism because I think this is all wrong. But you had the Clinton administration uh, treating the Lincoln bedroom as some sort of campaign finance Airbnb. All about access, right? Yeah. Uh, it, when you see people who are, are serve their their terms in Congress and then they leave and then they become lobbyists. I mean, what's the sales pitch, Tony? Hey, listen, I know the drill. I know the players. Give me a little yep. coin, and yep. I'll see what I can do for you. I, I, does that seem much different? No. I, the, the whole thing seems dis- it's, it's disgusting. It, it, and, that, and that's just it. This is why this is the worst part of this entire thing. They have so politicized the Mueller investigation. Two things. Number one, America should completely know what Russia was trying to do to interfere with elections. Because they don't just do it to us, and they did it in 2018, and the Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, said so. They do it around the country. Dan Coats, who's the former senator from Indiana, he's the director of national intelligence. Uh, so well, always, the, 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 the cable news always talks about James Clapper. Uh, you don't want to listen to James Clapper. Uh, Dan Coates, he two years ago was talking about the Russians trying to interfere in Britain, in Montenegro. Boom, boom. He's got a list. This is a laundry list. goes on for freaking ever. This is what they do. So America should really know exactly how dark a lot of this is, and not only from Russia, from the Chinese as well, and these server farms and, 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 and the work that they do in this regard. They've turned it into the whole collusion conversation because, well, unfortunately for the political left, it's not even about what happened. It's about how much you can destroy Donald Trump, right? That's, that's everything. Michael Cohen being on the take and using his power to, to make dollars, that's standard operating procedure for way too many politicos, and we should be disgusted about it as Americans, and not as a right versus left, but I'm not going to get that. You're not, dude, this is all going to be CBC. Trump doesn't hire the best people, which he clearly doesn't. And oh, you see, Trump is, this is the kind of shady operation he has. We're going to talk about, can we go through history? And by the way, I don't listen to the what about us and people fingers. Yeah. I don't get involved at all. Screw him. They don't get to tell me. You, the, the term whataboutism, which, listen, it can happen. But what it's become now is a way to stop you from having a conversation that's important and germane to the subject at right. hand. Uh, screw off. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to get told how to talk. It's a, it's a, it's a stifling conversation. And, and no, it matters. It absolutely matters. And I think you brought up a great one, which I'd forgotten. The Clinton selling the, the access to the Lincoln bedroom. It was man. an Airbnb. Yeah. To the highest bidder. How about the whole Clinton Foundation? Being right. to the highest bidder. And, oh, and, you want my husband to, you, you want to get to me, uh, Secretary of State, to talk about some deal? You know, my husband should be a speaker at your event for $500,000. Right. In the meantime, they're going on tour. They can't sell out a room of 50 people because no one will spend the $37.50 or whatever it is that Ticketmaster's charging. Well, and how much Chinese money affected the 1996 race between Clinton and Dole? A, a race that the Dole wasn't going to win anyway. Is that a big, was that, I, I don't have that number in front of me. You wait. You have a number on on China. There were, there, there were, look, I'll, I don't have the, the piece yeah, in front of me, but I, I remember conversations about the Chinese influencing, uh, trying to influence the election and it, illegal funds coming in, uh, flooding the uh, 
the campaign uh, for, for Bill Clinton. I, I'll use the Google machine. I'll bring it up. So here's the... When, when, do, when does this conversation become a... All right, forget the politics. Here's the problem conversation. Because this is a problem, April. Like, if, if, if the people who are around the people in charge are all on the take... What what faith what faith is someone walking down the street right now supposed to have in their government? When they talk about people not having faith, I don't think there's any difference between the person who's white and the person who's black, the person who's Christian, the person who's Jewish. No faith is no faith. This is an example of no faith whatsoever. The Obama administration, through its proxies, created a echo chamber of journalists to push the Iran nuclear deal, which is known as the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, right? There was no big groundswell for that to happen. They found four or five well-placed journalists who would do anything to repeat whatever it is guys in their, in their administration said. They did it. They repeated it ad nauseum and all the approved of media outlets. And the next thing you know, we have a deal that didn't do a damn thing, hurt the United States, hurt the world. And now Iran has missiles that, are, that can carry a nuclear payload. So, you know. We, it, it did nothing, and we just gave them back $150 billion to spend on terrorism. Like, that shouldn't be a political conversation. That should be a what-the-hell conversation. And we're not there. And I don't know if we ever get there. And that's the problem. The biggest disaster that we've created is that I can't tell you where the way back is from the divide that people want to have just because. Here we've got two stories. I'll use the, the uh, Obama in this, in this uh, nuclear deal story, and I'll use Michael Cohen. And, and clearly disgusting. And what, and what Obama's acolytes did, that was the Ben Rhodes of the world, right, uh, with, with creating this uh, echo chamber of, of approved uh, um, journalists, <laughs> journalists with, with no J, not a capital J, no J, no J. These are both disgusting, awful, horrible, despicable things. Why can't we just say that? that if, if, if you could just agree to both those things being terrible, my goodness, we can actually get somewhere. I don't feel we can get anywhere. The, 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 the Clinton Foundation fingers, the, the use of the bedroom, I answer, that's, that's a world-class one, and I'm sure you can go even further back than that and find them all over the place. You'll find things all over that just these people are awful. And there was, a, there was a tweet put out, and I don't remember who put it out, and I was like, okay, I don't think it's the right time or place, but it was a picture of Trump at, at, at George H.W. Uh, Bush's funeral. So it was Trump, and it was Melania, and it was Barack Obama, and it was Michelle, and it was uh, Bill Clinton, and it was Hillary, and it was uh, Jimmy Carter and, and, and Rosalind. But it was a, really a picture of the four, Clinton, Obama, uh, uh, Trump, right, right, right there, and, and Hillary was in the picture. And it says uh, uh, 330 million people in the country, and these are the best four we could come up with. <laughs> right. right, best three we could come up with. I, I think it might have been Shapiro, uh, something like I, I, It might have been him. I was like, okay, not, I, I don't think this is the moment uh, for, for, for that tweet. Um, but you want me to find all the level of shady connected with everything all of them uh, ha- have done? It's like when people tell me that the Obama administration was scandal-free. What are you talking about? Operation Fast and Furious alone. See, that shouldn't be a, pol- a political thing. We allowed guns to be purchased in the United States by people who were not citizens and brought back to Mexico, and then we lost track of the guns, and border agent Brian Terry got murdered by one of those guns. That should be outrageous. That shouldn't be political. That should just be outrageous. It should be so, Eric Holder should have been forced. They should have forced him out of office, the attorney general, for, for allowing that, 
uh, to, to happen. To double back on what I was talking about earlier okay, with the Clinton administration uh, yeah, allegedly good. taking money in the DNC, uh, a piece from 1998, Tony, in the New York Times. Clinton says Chinese money did not influence U.S. policy. President Clinton said today that reported political campaign contributions from China to the Democrats had not influenced his foreign policy. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that story. But sorry, it's, it's, Antelope is very good. There was a story in the 2008 election about how they were taking donations in the Obama campaign. And I know a little something about the credit card processing business. My parents are still in the credit card processing business. You need credit card processing, reach out to me. I'll connect you to my parents. And in order to take a credit card, you got to put in information. That CVV2 number, that three-digit code on the back of the card, address, all these kinds of things. Well, they were running an operation where none of that was required. None of the security information, if we tried to do that, because I used to be in that business. If we had tried to do that with, with our clients, every charge would have been rejected. Every charge would have been rejected. Now I ask you, is that supposed to be political? That's supposed to be something that bothers you. That's supposed to be upsetting. When we get to the idea of whether or not Trump would, would use a, an election as a way to get something built in Moscow, right? which doesn't seem to be the case based on all the reported information, that should be bothersome. Right. Right? That should be bothersome. It doesn't bother me that he was continuing to run his business while he was running for president because in his head, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to keep going. Well, and, and, and it's just it's, people can't comprehend that, but I think he was right in that case. But it's okay to be disgusted by something you see because it is indeed disgusting. We've lost that. We've lost that. And honest, I swear to you, I don't know how to get back to that place of a standard April where we're like, you know what? We just, this isn't Okay. This isn't what's going to work. This, this, this is unacceptable by us. I don't know what that is. I, I think I last saw it with Kathy Griffin, you know, the, 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 the severed head of, of, of Donald Trump. Yeah. That was the la- I think that might be the last thing I can point to where it's like everyone said, okay, nope, that's too much. Well, you t- I talked at the beginning of the segment about how Americans should maybe think about not buying the, the cheapest T-shirts. Hell no. no. I think it, this is a, a broader problem with America where it's people have that opinion you shouldn't buy the cheapest material, but it's okay if I do it. Uh, I, I need to do what's best for my family. When it comes to politics, it's okay if my guy does it. And I'll, I'll circle the wagons when my guy does it. But if your guy does it, I'm going to show up in Washington, D.C. with pitchforks and torches. So, yeah. No, I mean, it's far more about the destruction of your enemy than about a policy that's of value. It's more about the destruction of your enemy. And it's not even for political purposes. I think now it's just for joy. I think I think I think it's they they like to watch the other guy burn. It's somehow attractive. Uh, America has just become Salem witch trials. And here's the worst part: it's not in our everyday lives. If a hundred people walk into the Antelope Club where we are right now, right? Hey, how are you? What's going on? Right? Your neighbors. Hey, how are you? What's going on? You walk into a bar anywhere. Hey, how are you? What's going on? That's always the way you work. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Everybody in 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 so much of your real life is normal. But once they get into those political fiefdoms, we're just also screwed. And I, they can't, and, they, and, they, and I don't know how you see your way out I, of that. I so think, I'm, I'm asking. I think social media plays a part in this, too. I mean, Americans always like to build people up to tear them down. Yeah. But now Americans, any American, instead of just sitting at the end of the bar, say, in the 1970s, hoping that someone gets torn down, now they can go on social media and dig up an old tweet from 2011, and all of a sudden you're not hosting the Oscars anymore. Have you ever gone through and deleted old tweets? No. No? I don't tweet anything 
controversial. I mean, uh, how many this band opened for this band in 1987 Your could get me in trouble? Your fingers Malloy. <laughs> Nothing's going to get you, right? Right. I'm just, I'm just a comedian, Tony. You're just, you're just doomed? <laughs> Can't run for anything? <laughs> just find a name. Yeah, that's right. What's his name? Fingers. Don't worry about it. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to the next guy. Uh, I have, have you ever deleted anything? I haven't. Right, I have. I absolutely have. Um, because I didn't like how I, I represented myself. And it's why I do much less tweeting now. It's because I can't, I cannot type it as well as I can say it. I can say it. I don't mind saying it, uh, you know, six hours a day as I do on radio and the podcast and the other things that we got going. I can't write it, man. There are some people who are really, really good at, at writing. You know who's good at writing tweets? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Polly Shore. No, I was not, <laughs> not going to say Polly Shore. No, Cortez, man, she is, she is the Donald Trump of socialists. Uh, in terms of, of how she tweets. She's a loose cannon. That's exactly out She's of the Donald mind. Trump. Of, of, that's out, the exact. You know what? Remind me to get into uh, the whole, uh, oh, by the way, she threatened Donald Trump Jr. story. I don't know if we'll do it here or we'll do it on the snack size. Um, expulsion should be a real conversation for her. We'll get, we'll get into it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory, and we are on to the smoke portion here at the Antelope Club. That's where we're doing the show today, the Antelope Club, antelopeclub.net. No, the, oh, the antelope, antelopeclub.net, the antelopeclub.com. Correct. Got it right. Uh, so I said uh, last week we were going to get into gifts, right? So so cigars that you can do and, and give away as, as gifts, and, and I, I had a whole different plan. Uh, for today, but then I came upon in, in the humidor here the Arturo uh, Fuente short story. And the short story is a tremendous smoke for a cigar that's all of four inches long. I am not usually a fan of the, the smaller cigars. The nub is one of them. Uh, but the, the short story is excellent. And it always been. So this is a perfecto, which means it's, it's just a very uniquely put together uh, kind of cigar. Four inches. It's got a very uh, uh, strain, you know, where, where you're not the, the foot, where you're lighting it. It's, it's very peculiar and how it kind of opens up into the cigar and then it's almost, you know, it starts thicker and then it's kind of, of whittles its way down. Um, it's, it's a Cameroon wrapper and I'm a huge fan. Always been a fan of, of, of Cameroon. Uh, but it's a Dominican binder and filler. So it's, it's this mild, medium kind of smoke when you don't have the time. Now, I can't stand that personally. I love having the time. I make time to have a cigar, but it doesn't mean, and I, it's me getting out of my own levels of comfort zone, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try uh, 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 other, other things. Um, uh, it's, a, uh, it's, a v- it's a very well-constructed uh, uh, cigar, right? It's always going to be built uh, well. Uh, I, again, Cameroon wrapper, it's going to look absolutely terrific. It's going to look lighter than maybe uh, you might be uh, used to if, if you do smoke a lot of cigars. But trust me, uh, it's, it's absolutely uh, worth it. It's going to have some woods. It's going to have cedars. It's going to have a bit of sweetness uh, to it as well. The, that's, and, and, it's, and since you're dealing with something that's only four inches... The idea of first, third, second, third, 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 it doesn't really exist. You've got to cut it in half. you got first half and, and, and second half is the, is the way you're going to go with, with the, the, the short uh, story to it. So you're going to get that, that sweetness because that's the Cameroon wrapper that's going to hit you once the Dominican uh, binder and filler really gets 
whether you want to call it the temperature right, I, you know, everyone's going to say it a little bit uh, differently. Then it's going to kind of uh, fill out a little bit. You're going to get a touch of that pepper, Dominican. Uh, to me, you're always going to get uh, a pepper meaning spicy, not pepper meaning anything anything else. Just a, a little more hit to, the, to that flavor, which is why you can get into those mediums uh, with the cigar, depending on, on, on who you are. And, and April, are you smoking that like a joint? What the hell? <laughs> Just laughing about it. I was like, wait, I'm smoking this. Puff, puff, uh, give. Not that I know what that would be like. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Honest, wait, wait, wait. We've all gotten high here, right? Every every single one of us at one day or time or another. I'm high right now. I would, not true. Well, I, was just in, I was just in Denver a couple months ago, so I mean, it's possible that I tried something, but I don't. I didn't smoke a joint. Well, did you have a Did you have a uh, consumable? No. <laughs> then what did you try? You did. You didn't smoke something. You didn't have a consumable. It's all allegations anyway. It's not like... This isn't a court of law. She's worried about hosting the Oscars. I'm going to host the Oscars someday. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, So listen, it's it's a cigar worth trying. And this this is a very, very nice gift cigar for somebody who smokes cigars. For If you're giving to somebody who's new, two cigars, they won't understand it. They won't get it. They'll think you cheaped out because of the size. Right, but if you know somebody who smokes cigars, and there's like a maybe a, like a, a gift pack of, of ten you could do, very very nice gift. They'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Thank you. They chances are they may have heard of it and never tried it, but certainly they're going to know the name Arturo Fuente, and they'd be like, okay, this is this this is something else. And sometimes these these are like six bucks a stick. So again, really good gift, solid gift, and not overly expensive. I, at all. I know you said that you make the time. I do. Uh, I, I, but yeah, I have to. But there are some people yes. who, for instance, may want to smoke a cigar, but they can only uh, smoke a cigar outside of their home, and they only have a few minutes. You know, they, maybe they can't sit out for an hour, hour and a half to, 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 to no, smoke no, a I, I, so This is great. Absolutely. This is a great option. Absolutely. Are and, you referring and, to someone in particular? No, well, maybe himself. You think I'm himself? just throwing it out there. No, no, I, but I, I mean, I do that sometimes because when I talk about things, I talk about it from, from my perspective. But I, I, I need to remind myself that other people, they, they, they think of it differently, right? Um, so you could do this on a golf course, for example. You could do this in the car on the way to work or way home from work. You would need like four of these to get through 18 holes. Yeah, but, but you're maybe not, you don't want. Maybe you don't, don't want to smoke a, a, a – well, Tony would, you know, maybe. But I, I would not <laughs> want to smoke a cigar – for five hours. I mean, that's that's a little overkill for me. This is perfect. For would for I want to smoke a cigar for five hours? Uh, no, no, I I, I wouldn't. But what, what about I want like to on do, the beach with a, a cocktail with an umbrella? What beach is? It's eighty degrees, cigars? and you can just smoke. I don't know. I'm making it up. Did you literally? Are you having a fantasy right now? <laughs> and, and, and and is Brad Pitt serving you drinks? Yes, because fan- he's still your guy, without, right? Yes, without Brad his shirt Pitt. on. Mm-hmm. Is he, or I George mean, Clooney? Or really? Yeah. What about where does Matthew McConaughey fit in all that? He he's somewhere uh, down below. Polly Shore. Oh God. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Where is Polly Shore? On <laughs> I don't that? know. Michael Cohen. <laughs> we have questions that we want answered. You mean Michael Avenatti? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Avenatti is such a yutz. Oh my god! But he's not Stormy running Daniels for president. Lawyer, not running for president. And After discussing it with his family, yeah. Oh, see, well, is he married? That's what it's. No, he's that's not. what his release said was. After Wait, Avenatti has kids. What family did he speak with? All in the family. He was talking to Archie Bunker. No, he does have kids. Remember, because he, he, him and his wife are splitting, right? And so she's getting like. 160 grand a month and 10, 20 of that is Whoa. 10, 20, 20 of that 20 grand or so of that is child support the rest is spousal support honestly I, I, I just want the child support 
Just give me the 20 grand a month. That's cool. That, I'm, I'm done. I'm down. I'll be happy. You, can you imagine how much fun you could have at Dave and Buster's any, every month for $20,000? Oh, Holy cow. You've got to buy your I'll kids some shoes, though. Don't forget the <laughs> But this shoes. is another example of good people not wanting to run for office, Tony. <laughs> he is such a yutz. <laughs> it's time to talk baby, it's cold outside. Because when we did snack size last week, uh, we said we would get into baby, it's cold outside. And the furor around this song, all of it is nonsense. And April Gregory, I blame women. I blame the feminists like you who have quite literally ruined everything. Somebody the date it. rape song is what they call Baby It's Cold Outside. This is what they call it. And if you just do any bit of research at all, you realize that's not the case. That's not the purpose of the song. I really can't stay. Baby It's Cold Outside. People are like, oh, oh yeah, he's, he's trying to force her to stay and, and engage in the copulation. And it's, it's just, it, there's no respect of the time period. There's no respect of, of, of what, the, what the lyricist was going for. This song came about because the, 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 the lyricist, Lesser, Frank Lesser, in 1944, he wrote this song for him and his wife. His wife was Lynn Garland. And for four years, they sang this song together at parties. It, they would literally close the party with this song. People loved it so much. And in 1949... I bet they had a great marriage. That's romantic. In 1949, he sold the song. And it was used in, I think it was a Neptune song or something like that. Neptune something or other was the name of the, uh, of the film. And it was sung by uh, Ricardo Montalban and Esther can't remember her name can't remember Esther's name and it won the Academy Award for best song that's how good of a song it is it gets remade every single year in duets and none of it April D. I wonder if it'll be on the Oscars this year (laughs) no Kevin Hart no baby it's cold outside ain't nothing the same but everything they have said about this, you know, because there was this radio station in Cleveland said, we refuse to air this song because it's about rape. And then other radio stations, like Lemmings, decided to jump in and be like, oh, we're not going to play this song either. I should be playing this song every day on my station. That should be your intro. Every, you know, for the rest of the month? Yeah. Maybe it's called outside? Yeah. I could change my intro for the rest of the month. Be happy to. Because the song's not about rape, April D. Gregory. So why do feminists like yourself ruin everything? Didn't feminists like it a few years ago? I, th- I, I thought so because there are people who will tell you that the song is almost like this feminist anthem because right. it's not about this woman being cajoled to stay. It's about this woman who wants to stay and wants to be the guy and is worried about how other people are going to think it when she doesn't come home because she wants to stay. Even the whole line, what's in this drink? It's right. not about roofies. Right. It's, a, it's a line from That's the time. That's what they seize on right there. They, they treat it like he's making her a, a Cosby colada. <laughs> oh my and, God. It, and for crying out loud, it's just, did you say, oh, what's in this drink? And they, they, the mind leaps to all these, oh, it's got to be a roofie. That's what it is right there. Right. He's, he's trying to take advantage of this woman. It's a freaking song, and it's so innocent. It, it, it's maddening that it's turned into this. And they've been, they've been, they've been doing this for at least a decade, pushing this. Well, but there's and, been and so many covers. There's been a billion people covering it, uh, even just recently, and I can't even remember the name. Well, how about Adina Menzel with Michael Bublé? Do you think those two people really would do a, a song about rape? Adina Menzel, who's frozen. She's, was she Elsa? Right? And, and Adina Menzel, who was uh, uh, the witch in Wicked. And Adina Menzel from Rent. Do you really Can we not talk know? more about Michael Buble, you really please? Know? I know all about By him. the way, Michael Buble, who gave up music. He's above Matthew McConaughey. Dude. Mikey Bubble. Michael Buble, 
who gave up me. What, his son has cancer? And he's like, you know what? I'm done here. I've made my money. I'm going to go take care of my kid. I don't want any more of this. It's like Rick Moranis, which is the craziest story. Rick Moranis, his wife died. He sings? His kids no, shrank. No. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Rick Moranis. Uh, you know, Strange Brew. Rick Moranis. Comic actor. Uh, he, he's, the, uh, he's the key master in, in Ghostbusters. Rick Moranis. Right? That, the actor. Seriously, fingers. I'm like, get with the program. And I don't know if his wife passed away or if his wife got ill. And he said, you know what? I'm done with Hollywood. I'm going to raise my kids. Just walked away. From every, I mean, he That's was amazing. a huge star. He, I mean, for he, there were only there were characters that only that guy was going to do, and he's like, nah, I don't need the rest of this. Yeah. I got to go take care That's of this perspective. Thing. And you're right. He had the kind of career, kind of like a a Gilbert Godfrey kind of character, where so if you needed that guy, bigger. but what I was saying is, if you needed kind of a Weasley little guy to be yeah. in your comedy, Rick Moranis. But he also could do the comedy. I mean, he had the chops. Right. You know, you're saying Gilbert Godfrey doesn't have chops. Gilbert Godfrey doesn't have anywhere near the chops Rick Moranis had as an actor. No, no, not, not at all. What Gilbert Gottfried has is, the, is, is an absolute fearlessness. Gilbert Gottfried, the, one of the great stories that's in the movie The Aristocrats. Have you ever seen The Aristocrats? No, but I know about the joke. Oh, my God. So The Aristocrats joke is a, a, famous, a famous, famous joke where the objective is to be as filthy as you can. So the, the punchline is, is that a guy walks into a, a talent agent's office and the guy says, I got a great act for you. It's an incredible, incredible act. Best act you ever see. And the agent's like, okay, tell me about the act. And the guy proceeds to describe an act that it's him and his wife and his two kids and it's about sexual positions and it's about scatology and it's about murder. Like they do this, then they kill a hobo and then they end up having sex with the hobo. (laughs) And they go through this entire long thing and the agent says... What do you call that act? And the guy says, the aristocrats. <laughs> and it's, I'm doing it no justice. Please, please. I don't please get it at all. I don't oh, get it. Oh, there's a clip. Um, you Gilbert lost me Godfrey, when there were kids involved. Hilbert Godfrey is bombing on a, on a roast. And he whips that the joke. the roast of, of Hugh Hefner. And it was soon after September 11th. You know September who's not 11, hot hosting the Oscars? Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, he should. Because that I'd watch. And, 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 he, and, he, and he, he does a 9-11 joke yeah. to Gilbert Godfrey. I mean, which was fearless in and of itself. And people like... Too soon, too soon. And Gilbert Gottfried is, goes through a couple of things, and all of a sudden he goes, a man <laughs> walks into a talent agent's office. And you could literally, the place goes, oh my God, he's doing this. The- and he proceeds to do the <laughs> aristocrats joke, and it's amazing. And it's the comics, amazing. the comics on the dais are going nuts, laughing. Will you just talk with that voice for the no. rest of the segment, please? No, uh, but I mean, like that's that's an unbelievably daring thing to do, and the joke is is terrific. There's there's an inverse of that joke that I'll tell you off air. I will I will not do it on on the, on the podcast it, it, itself. All I right? didn't get the but, first one. I'm not going to get the second one. But going back to baby, it's cold outside, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why wait? What's more offensive, the aristocrats joke or baby? It's cold outside. Let us know in the comments on Eat Drink Smoke on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Eat Drink Smoke. Tell us in the comments which one is more offensive. Uh uh, and by the way, it's baby, it's cold outside because the aristocrats joke is just so good when when told right, when told with conviction, it's it's lovely. Um, I really can't stay, baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away, baby, it's cold Don't outside. Look at me. The evening has been been hoping that you dropped in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So I really, so really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful. Please don't hurry. We'll maybe just have a drink more. I'll put some records on while I pour. What kind of filth is that, Tony? That's filth. Is that two live crew? 
What is that? That is that is that is the the the. the you know, rape I'm just song. picturing Dean Martin saying that all to me, and I'm like swooning. Right, I'm melting. He's dead. Would you swoon for Dean I'm Martin? Okay. Yeah. For Dean? Yeah. Dean more than Frank? Either. Oh, speak. Oh, hold on. I, I I don't mean to like totally get off on a tangent here. This has got to be the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I TMZ had the story. This is the coolest thing ever. There is for sale a letter that Martin Luther King wrote to Sammy Davis Jr. And it's, it's got his headline on, the, the Ebenezer Baptist Church, right? I mean, his heading right there. It's his official stationery uh, there in Georgia. Uh, Mr. Sammy Davis Jr., The Sands, Las Vegas, Nevada, March 28, 1961. Dear Sammy, <laughs> my kingdom to have been able to say, Dear Sammy, uh, the endless problems generated by our great freedom movement can only be compared to a river that never stops flowing. Fortunately, its progress, too, is like a river. Slowly but surely and relentlessly, the movement keeps pressing insistently forward, step by step. One such step, in my opinion, was the historic affair at Carnegie Hall on February 27th, which was actually in January. He got, that, he got the date wrong, which you personally initiated and organized, then crowned with your astonishing artistry. It's a thank you letter from Martin Luther King Jr. And it's really To long. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, it's two pages. And there's a, there's a PS that he wrote by hand because the letter is typed it's amazing it's for sale $85,000 and I'm telling you it's worth every penny why is it worth every penny the idea that first of all you're talking about maybe two of the the, uh, two massive icons from two different worlds connected in in this way fighting for the same cause and that the the letter when when you kind of go through it and 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 you read it. It's 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 this is a little bit of history, and it's this touch personal, and it's that this idea that that two of the biggest names you ever heard of in your life were were, were working together and sharing in this moment that is that is very much uh, of of almost a, a commonality everyone can can kind of get in on. That's why it's amazing. Oh, well, I'd pay eighty five thousand dollars for the letter. I can print you off a copy for free. <laughs> you don't even. No, I mean, you're not going to talk about. You're not going to talk to a bigger Rat Pack fan than me. I love the Rat Pack. Sammy that. Davis Jr. by far is the most talented of all the Rat Packers. Beyond belief. I, I, I the idea of having that is cool. But what are you going to do with it? I'm, I'm gonna, put it under I'm glass and then and look at it, and then nobody else will see it. And you're I just don't understand it. Sammy James Davis Jr. was one of the biggest stars in the world, right? With the biggest stars in the world, and he still had to go out there and fight for his rights. That's a that's that, and he did it with a plum and with style, and it was it that matters. I'm man. not disagreeing with any of that, but eighty five. You I imagine how much fun more. you can have at Dave and Buster's with eighty five thousand dollars? I think it's worth more than eighty five grand. You're, you're, you, Someone you know, I just don't more know. Than that. No, I don't understand people like I. Look, you go to these, uh, you see these car auctions, the Meekum car auction. Yeah, have people, you ever been? Yes. It's, it's so fantastic. Cool. And you'll see these cars. It'll be a million and a half dollars, two million dollars. And I think to myself, okay, great. You've got this car. You're never going to want to drive it. You're going to want to put it in a, a garage it's somewhere. It's all about for the Instagram to... pictures. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> now I see the light. So, I'm sorry. So, I apologize. You're right. I, so back wrong. to baby. It's cold outside. Did we, did we lose the camera? Yeah, the camera fell apart. What am I supposed to do? Uh, the, the daughter... Um, of the, the, the author of the, of the song, Frank Lesnar. Her, her name is Susan Lesnar. She said, and I'm quoting, Bill Cosby ruined it for everybody. Well, certainly for all those women, I agree. 
way before Me Too, I would hear the, from time to time people call it a date rape song. I would get annoyed because it's a song my father wrote for him and my mother to sing at parties. But ever since Cosby was accused of drugging women, I hear the date rape thing all the time. I, it's such a damn shame yep. what they've done to this song. And it really goes to show that the, the biggest problem in, in, in America, I shouldn't say the biggest problem, a, a mass problem in American culture is that what happens is people aren't interested in history. They're interested in how it makes them feel at the moment, and it's the only thing they give a good holy damn about. They don't actually care about anything else. Nothing else even matters to them. Oh, this is how I feel at the moment, so therefore you will suffer, react, be forced to change, all the other things. It's, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. The songs we play, you want, you want, I'll play it all week. Do I'll it. it I'm so month. serious. Do it. I have no problem just with that. Just can you do me a solid and do the, the Dean Martin version? Is there? I, I didn't even know there was a Dean there Martin version. There is a Dean oh, Martin version. That's why I brought it up. I did not know there was a Dean yes. Martin version. You know what? Play us out with the Dean Martin version. That's what you don't want to do. We're going to play it out with the Dean Martin version. Uh, that's April D. Gregory. You've got to find her. Wait, before anything, before anything, before you find April D. Gregory, have you subscribed to Eat, Drink, Smoke yet? I mean, have you gone to iTunes and subscribed and given it a five-star review and, 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 and put the review in there? Because if, if not, you, you don't get Dean Martin. No, no. You don't get Dean Martin until you, you, you subscribe on iTunes. That's 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 that you know what? I'll tease you with some Dean Martin and Ooh, you subscribe anyway on iTunes. Five star review. April D. Gregory on Twitter, Fingers Molloy Radio, Facebook.com slash Fingers Molloy Radio. What can I ask you one question, yeah, Tony? Because sure. we, we had some comments during the Tony Katz Facebook version of we, we do one segment Facebook.com slash Tony Katz yeah, Radio. Yeah, we we do uh, one segment on your Facebook page. People are asking about the prize pack from last month. What's going on with that? Oh, we have to announce our winner. Yes. I guess we'll do that next week. There you go. We People will announce the winner next week. See what I did? Yep. I teased that through, too. That's, that's kind of awesome. I'm getting good at this. I'm like, 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 a, like a fancy guy. That's it. My thanks uh, to the Antelope Club. Uh, Brad, appreciate you. The, the, the bourbon, which was the B Street Blues from West Fork Whiskey. Uh, the, uh, the food, which was Antelope. We actually ate Antelope at the Antelope Club. And the short story, before anything, where, where are you with this, guys? What this, do you think is of the so, this is definitely one of my favorites that we have done. Right? Yeah. Smooth? Mm-hmm. It's easy? It's got flavor still. It's smooth. Oh, yeah. I'm really kicking myself that I haven't been uh, retaining some of the information on these cigars. The, the, the one that we had... Uh, with the shredded foot. Right. So that's table 36. That was one of my favorites. This may be my favorite. Yeah, this is, listen, it, it, don't, let, don't let the size bother you. I'm going to say that. I'm just going to leave that hang. I'm leave that out there. I mean, uh, it's, in, in it's, the not, it's not a negative in this case. God. That's what you wanted, right? That's no, wanted I didn't want anything. I was just going to finish up. And then you were like, wait, allow me to chime in. Well, you, you gave it a second. You were I, waiting for my response. I wasn't waiting for your response. I was letting it hang there. It was called I a pregnant pause. Was <laughs> it was a... Pauly oh, Shore. Goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, so it's the short story from Arturo Puente. You want to uh, check uh, that out. My thanks to the Antelope Club. Antelopeclub.net? Uh, Antelopeclub.net or theantelopeclub.com is uh, where you can go. That's, that's where we uh, recorded. Follow me on, on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter, Tony Katz, Instagram, Tony Katz, TonyKatz.com. And then, of course, subscribe to the podcast. We'll announce a winner next week. Done and done, and you will get everything before Christmas. And if you celebrated Hanukkah, it, it'll be late. Eat, drink, smoke. <laughs>